Welcome to Tales from the Rabbit Hole. I'm your host, Mick West. My guest today is Jeff. Jeff is someone who I met just yesterday on Twitter. I don't know very much about him, other than that he was uh, talking about Flat Earth. And we exchanged a few tweets, and then I asked him if he would be on my podcast. I basically wanted to just figure out, you know, why he was doing what he was doing. Why was he tweeting about Flat Earth? Why was he getting into these arguments with people online about uh, the Flat Earth theory? He was basically promoting Flat Earth. So here he is on my podcast. We start out having uh, a long discussion about the Boston Marathon bombing, and we get into a variety of other topics. Jeff seems to be a nice guy, but I disagree with pretty much everything he has to say. Uh, I think it's interesting, though, that we can still have a civil conversation, even though we have these very fundamental disagreements about the way the world works. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Mike. So, I kind of wanted to talk to you because like, we had a brief interaction on Twitter, and uh, you were kind of talking with someone else, I guess, about Flat Earth stuff, and uh, someone mentioned me like in reference to something, and I kind of got drawn into the conversation. Uh, can you kind of? You know, it's just, it was just. I just find it very, very fascinating why people uh, get into conversations like that. So, can you tell me like a little bit about kind of the background of why you were talking about Flutter in the first place on on Twitter? Sure. Um, shall I go back to the initial starting point? That, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, let's go back as far okay. as you like. It's a personal. You know, I've had a personal experience in right. conspiracy. Let's say conspiracy theory. Uh, mm-hmm. So I lived in uh, Boston area for uh, almost twenty years. Of course, I was in Watertown in two thousand thirteen when they had the Boston Marathon bombing. But the aftermath, uh, where the uh, shooting took uh, took place with the uh, the, with the boat. Yeah, the boat. Right. Yeah. So that occurred in Watertown, which is right next okay. to Cambridge, and so I'm. My apartment is right off the main street that takes uh, Watertown to Cambridge. So I had uh, was watching TV and I heard the breaking news that the MIT police officer was shot and that they're on the run. And I heard sirens, you know, coming from every direction. <clears throat> this was around 11 at night. So I uh, so I went outside. <clears throat> few people gathered, and I mean I saw police cars from neighboring cities like three, four cities over. Uh, So I knew, you know, this was pretty serious. And uh, there was an individual who came up to me, uh, asked me if I was familiar with the area. He was a uh, reporter for the local PBS affiliate in Boston. And so he had heard from his producer where this, what street this was taking place at. And he asked if I knew where it was. I told him I did. And he asked if I could get in his car and show him. Hmm. Sure, why not? (laughs) So we were driving down there and uh you know you could hear it was there's commotion everywhere uh no you know nothing was organized there was no barricade set up at that time or anything and so we got out of the car and you see the police running around yelling at people to stay in their houses you know we didn't hear any gunshots or anything like that 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 happened previous uh to our arrival so we're driving around and there's barricades set up at this point. So the police stop us and he showed him his press credentials and they told us it was going to staging area was at the uh, Watertown mall. So we went there and this is around midnight and people, you know, media started showing up. And so we were kind of in the dark at that point. Um, so about 
an hour later, they gave an update. They said the uh, Boston uh, police commissioner would be giving a press conference. To make a long story short, I was there until 3 p.m. the following day. Wow. That Friday. And around probably noon, I see a uh, Apache helicopter come land right on the Best Buy rooftop. Now, this isn't just a state helicopter that, you know, patrols surveilling the, you know, the ground. This is a military helicopter. And I couldn't figure out why on earth it would be there, let alone landing on top of a building. In the meantime, I saw probably 150 police vehicles from as far south as the New York Port Authority, as far north as Maine. And, you know, this is early morning, so they must be leaving, you know, these are like four-hour drives, three, four-hour drives. So I couldn't figure out, you know, how they, you know, why they need all these people in advance if it's just one, you know, one teenager, in essence, who's, based on reports, didn't have a gun. Um, so it just, it, what I thought at the time was there must be like an undercover, there must be like a cell or something that they, they know about and, you know, shit's about to go down. And that's my, you know, that was my impression at the time. So at the time, you weren't really having like you know, conspiracy type thoughts about. Uh, oh, no, no, not at strange. all. You just thought there was a reasonable explanation at the time. Exactly. Right. At that mm-hmm. time, no, I was uh, I was as normal as, as everyone else. <laughs> um, and then even that, after that, it was still a few years before, you know, I realized and I saw mm-hmm. these videos that. Uh, this Australian put out, I don't know if you know, PK, uh, truth or he's an Australian guy and he does a lot of work on, uh, he's not a flat earther, but he, you know, he does a lot of like, you know, the, uh, you know, Sandy hook and nine 11, things of that nature. Right. So, so finally at they, at three o'clock in the afternoon, they called off the, uh, shelter in place. So when I got home, I was expecting, a, my uh, apartment door to be busted through because I wasn't there to answer. And if there really is this guy who they're pulling, you know, 50,000, 100,000 troops, <laughs> police, you know, law authority, then they weren't messing around. And I got there and nothing. And I asked all my uh, neighbors, no, no, nobody came to the door. Now, the other thing that I didn't understand was we were told that all the reporters have to be confined to this area. Um, and I saw the news reports and I saw Anderson Cooper live, you know, shooting footage of, you know, the, the police going and, you know, going door to door. And I didn't think it. I'm like, well, how come he gets to go? You know, why is CNN, you know, so special or, but, you know, CNN, Anderson Cooper, former CIA operation, Mockingbird, you know, so, so that was something that at the time you thought was very suspicious or was it something that you, you later thought, be, you know, in hindsight? Was no, suspicious? I, right. I, well, at the, when I saw the reports that evening, uh, the live footage, I, I just couldn't figure out, OK, well, maybe they allow a few, mm-hmm. you know, reports to be on the scene because it's, you know, dangerous if they're going door to door, you know, or they, for their security. But then uh, we were instructed not to take any video or any pictures of the police now is that shouldn't the press have freedom to do that i mean i understand security but if you're looking for just one you know 
And at the time, I thought the only possible explanation is he, he ran into a house that was unlocked and, you know, he has someone hostage. Yeah. And it turned out it's nothing like that. I suppose, and, though, if, uh, you know, if, if he's still on the loose and you're taking photographs and posting them on social media, he could be following, like, the hashtags and he could see what the police are doing from the outside. It's kind of like how they don't, uh, they don't like the news people reporting on hostage situations because it gives the person inside the building a view from outside. I don't know. Maybe that's, uh, I can understand that, but they had no idea where he was. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, uh, he doesn't know where the police are either. So (laughs) anyway, I'm just going to play devil's advocate there. (laughs) So the boat, so, so it's interesting about the boat right now. I'm, I believe this was all a hoax. Um, you know, looking back on it now and just looking at some of the video footage and just, you know, all the anomalies. Um, but, uh, you know, at the time, uh, you know, I had no idea. I just thought, you know, okay, well, maybe it was a practice in martial law. It was an excuse for them to practice this. You know, I didn't think anything nefarious at the time, you know, and then you look at the, you know, the story behind these guys and, uh, it just didn't add up. Why would they wait till the end of the race? to plant their bombs for maximum effort you're going to get maximum uh exposure sorry <laughs> maximum exposure uh-huh. would be when the cameras are rolling you know i don't know if yeah. it's a marathon but anyone can run it so they have the professionals come at the start of the race and then you know the the marathon you know the the rest well, it was of- still uh it was still a pretty dramatic event you know even if it wasn't at the start i mean it was still live on tv uh, oh, I'm talking. Uh, well, I don't think it was. No, it, it I was. I remember it at, at the time because uh, we're still advising yeah, I th- the I, race. D- I don't know because uh, my my father-in-law was running the race, and he's oh. like an older uh, guy, and he, so he was kind of in the back of the 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 pack, and he was about about ten minutes behind uh, the finish line uh, when it happened. So I think uh, someone in my family was still watching uh, some some feed at least of it uh, waiting for him to come through uh i don't know if they saw it or not but you know obviously like as soon as he went off uh people were pl- replaying that thing over and over again and we didn't know if he was anywhere near uh the bombs uh when it went off but it turned out he was about five minutes back he was about five minutes okay because they stopped the people yeah they stopped and- everybody and they corralled everybody off into uh, like a big area mm-hmm. before they let everybody go anywhere so it took him a while for him to like yeah, find someone with a phone and uh, and call us. So it was quite a while before we got to hear from him. It was kind of a scary time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's your father-in-law, so I can't, you know, I can't refute anything you're saying about that. I just know that uh, just a lot of, you know, with the flags there, it's, right. they got the videos recording and you can see everyone kind of gathering and you, you see everything that's just not right and, so you think but, that? Um, do you think that there were no bombs that went off? Is this like what you've you come to believe? Light, I don't believe it was a bomb. I mean, the joke is it's the Boston firecracker. I mean, it didn't really, you know. Also, the glass right behind it blew in. It blew out instead of blowing in. The bomb blast should have blown the store window inwards instead of outwards. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I looked at the. I looked at the video quite a lot of uh, you know what happened, and you know you see people with 
you know, what looks like, you know, their arms and legs blown off, well, the legs, basically, not their arms, and lots of blood and things. And you think you think that was all staged? Uh, yes, yeah. I think they had uh, they had people who were uh, pre-amputees, I guess you would call them. Um, now post, you say, how can they... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. They'd be post-amputees, I guess, what you're saying. The people who oh, already had uh, their yeah, legs cut right, off, and yeah, you think yeah. that they... Uh, uh, they they faked it like they they had like fake legs, and then they took the fake legs off and put them in their backpacks. Well, you they... won't even see. There's no video of them uh, standing before. You won't find any video. Uh, so to say they took them yeah, off, there's I, no video. Yeah, there's, they put them on. There's a set <clears> of photos uh, where you can see them uh, standing there. There was a guy down the street who took quite a lot of photographs at the time, and you can identify a few of the people. Who, who were there afterwards. Uh, but so you you see the the explosion go off on the TV from you know, the, the finish line camera where you see the thing off to the right-hand side and you see mm-hmm. the explosion go off and then people start running around. Uh, and then it, I think it's, a, it's, you know, it's fairly continuous. You can kind of match that up with the, the video later. And so it's all one, you know, one real event. It seems like it'd be very difficult there's to that, coordinate something video. like that. There, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they haven't spent years practicing this. I mean, <laughs> be, so you think that the, the the actors will be rehearsing it for years to get it right? No, nah, well, maybe not years. Not the actors rehearsing it, but the stand the planning stages would have had to have been. They would have to have rehearsals, though, wouldn't they? Right. Yeah. So somewhere and, there would have had to be some kind you, of setup that matched the finish line and like a built in a hangar or something and. Just seems like a lot of work for for what was the actual end result of it. Well, a lot of people will say that um, you know it's like with Sandy Hook. You know, they uh, even though it didn't involve guns, uh, right. you know, I think the the, the, mil- the military and police presence it was so overarching that uh, I think there was this you know element to it that. Maybe they wanted to practice uh, milita- um, uh, martial law, an exercise in martial law. Maybe that was the end game. Right. So, so you think uh, it's kind of like part of a a larger uh, end game thing eventually? Um, well, there's a few ways I look at it. Uh, one is uh, I think keeping people in constant fear is one of the motivations as well. Hmm. Um, so if you look at a lot of these... Uh, these mass shootings, even going back to serial killers from the 60s and 70s, all these serial killers who would make it in the media were given all these names, you know, like, like yeah. Son of Sam. Yeah, Son of Sam, the Night Stock. killer. Yeah. <laughs> and where are they now? They just disappeared. Well, you some know, of them got be... caught. I think Son of, uh, Son of no, Sam's I'm, in jail. Uh, right, Zodiac right. killer was never caught there. I'm not talking about the... the Serial killer. I mean, I'm meaning. I'm referring to the whole idea of serial killers in general. Oh, like, okay. How, don't have new. How come there aren't like, you know, Son yeah, of Sam today? That, you know, and yeah. and you know, the media has got to be. It must be complicit in all of this. So, when you look at like Son of Sam have the, and the Zodiac Killer, they had this narrative with like reporters. <laughs> you know, it's just it hmm. just seems like it's kind of. Do you I think don't it's? Don't you think it's possible that that. Some people could be serial killers. I mean, are they, sure. all, are they all fake or is just exactly. some of them fake? No, no. I think the ones that are high profile, 
out there in the media, you know, what's a what's a normal news cycle, right? Two or three days. Now, of course, if it's serial killer, that's going to be extended because if they haven't caught. But even, you know, you look at like the Washington, the D.C. snipers. Yeah, I was just thinking that it's one of the one that's more, more recent ones. Right. It's like and, a city in fear type thing. Right, right. Um, now, is it easier to control a population through fear-based methods? What does it what does it do to them though? Like you know, you say you're controlling them with fear, but what would they be doing if they didn't have this fear? What is it preventing them doing, or what is it steering them towards doing? Uh, you mean the perpetrators? No, the the public. Like you know, you're saying the you know the the conspiracy, whoever the people in power are trying to um, trying to control people with fear. Okay, I see so, what you're saying. So what are they trying to control them to do? To embrace the government, to look to the government mm. for the answers. So, the, so they make it the government is the protector, and then uh, uh, yeah. Or, but then with the the Boston Marathon bombing thing, you say it's kind of like they wanted to practice imposition of martial law. So that's kind of like is that like the next stage? Okay. Like they, you okay, think they? Well, it's also it's also same concept fear-based you can't even go to a, a race without worrying about you know some terrorist blowing up you know mm-hmm. blowing your legs off and you know the other thing about that is if you look at a pressure cooker bomb and you probably know about this this is your area you know physics and, and math doesn't it exert an upward force so shouldn't uh, well, why just legs why why not arms why not decapitations why not you know, I no, mean, I mean, like pressure cookers are, are specifically designed so the top doesn't come off. If you look at them, they're interlocks with the those flanges, so it's it's not necessarily going to blow the top off. And so even if it does, I, like the the pressure way, I think like they, yeah, you know, obviously I I've never built a pressure cooker bong myself, but I, I could totally see it like exploding out sideways because the whole thing is going to shatter. Uh, it doesn't just like you know pop the top off. Yeah, Why was all, there a all the metal, yeah, yeah okay. all all the metal sh- shatters and it shoots things in all, all kinds of different directions because you've got this in, sudden in, incredibly high pressure in the middle and it's pressing outwards in every direction. And I don't think it's going to just go off the top, but I don't know. Maybe that would be an interesting, oh, I mean, interesting I mean, experiment to try <laughs> to, to <laughs> de- debunk this idea. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how how the neighbors would uh, take to me building a pressure cooker bomb, though. Maybe I could do with something on a smaller scale. Can you even buy pressure cookers anymore without? Having <laughs> okay, no, of course you can. It's actually they're very popular nowadays. There's the the InstaPot is uh, is a pressure cooker. Everyone's okay. using their InstaPots to to cook things. And you can yeah. find pressure cookers anywhere. It's not like a, you know, it's, and they, they didn't use anything special. They just used fireworks, which you can still buy. So, I mean, if you wanted to duplicate it, it, it sure is, it's very easy to build a pressure cooker bomb, uh, well, which is yeah, sad, no. sadly easily. So it's good. Some ways it's almost surprising. You don't see more of these things because of how easy it is to do, to make simple, uh, IEDs essentially. But anyway, I'm kind of, drifting off topic so you you were like this was like your kind of i guess your awakening into this type of thing that you got well, suspicious no, about the Boston uh, Marathon? So, yeah so so then where i where it truly hit me was the orlando pulse shooting okay the nightclub where the, uh, the night where they showed club. where they showed the uh the victims 
being brought towards the bar or the club as opposed to away from it. Now, if there's mm-hmm. gunfire raging, and then there's a video where you see they're holding up a guy and right in front of the camera, and they think the camera's not looking anymore, but it is, and they let them go when he's just walking away. Now, I mean, so anyway, that that was, uh, I'm, I don't need to go into all the no, details. That's, that's, it's interesting that, like, when you saw these things, these you know suspicious bits of video, were they things that you saw yourself whilst watching TV and you thought, oh, that's suspicious? Or were they things that you saw later on YouTube where someone else pointed out that they were suspicious? That one I saw on, on YouTube. Um, right. And actually, actually by the same guy, PK. 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 Yeah. yeah. He, he did the... Uh, uh, he actually, I don't know. Who knows what you can believe, but supposedly the Melbourne police came and arrested him and... Yeah. Because he was exposing this uh, Melbourne shooting, um, or not a shooting, but a car uh, car running over people, like a truck attack type thing. No, not yeah. Well, it was or just a car uh, attack. Just a car, yeah. This, uh, but there are a lot of things I see myself now. I think what you do is once you create mm. this foundation, you know what to look for. All the signs, all the symbols, they keep popping up. All the same things, and I think a lot of it is based on the concept of duality. Like the Freemasons are obviously, in my opinion, a big part of it. And so what they do is basically opposites, right? So when he was found on a boat, let's say go back to Zarnaev, he was mm-hmm. found on a boat in shore, on shore, you know. Hmm. So that you well, think they, that's like, like they did they, that deliberately? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of this, like Robbie Parker, he, mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't be, uh, he was told to do that. He so, just doesn't laughing and then just starts right. crying. So the Robbie Parker thing uh, is like the, the father of one of the kids who was killed at Sandy Hook and at the memorial service he was seen like kind of joking before he went on camera and then when he came up and talked to the press oh. then he was uh, uh, kind of uh, you know much more emotional and people thought this was very incongruous and you no, think that's something It wasn't during the memorial it was uh, either that same night or the following night I really? can't remember huh. exactly. one of the two. It was, it was like at a the, press conference, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a press conference. Right. Kind of came out of the building. He's laughing. He's smiling. I don't think it was the same camp. night. I'll have to check that out. We'll, at, the, at the latest, it was the night after, which yeah. is still... I mean, my brother's son committed suicide in February, and I don't think I've seen mm. him smile since then, you know. And, of course, people react yeah. differently to say that. That's the justification. But... I just I don't know, and then you see all the doctored photos of his of his children and yeah. Um, I mean, I've I've looked at you know things that people claim to be doctored photos because that's you know one of the things I do on on my site mm-hmm. uh, is I look at photos people ch- claim to be things like ghosts and things like that and uh, so I, I do a lot of image analysis and I haven't really found anything really suspicious in the the I photos of the, the Sandy Hook children. I actually got banned on one of your Metabunk threads oh, about, really? <laughs> about oh. the uh, the Roy uh, bathroom with the fifteen children. Oh right, was Where's that you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? I uh, was, no, I do remember I that. Yeah, moderate. yeah. One of the uh, or the moderators, uh, the other moderators there, Deirdre. She's more uh, of an expert in the Sandy Hook stuff, so I usually let her uh, handle that. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What were we talking about? The oh yeah, Robbie Parker. I saw like I searched your your Twitter handle, 
uh, and your previous Twitter name was something like uh, Robbie Parker or something like that. What uh, Robbie the Crisis Actor? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, See, I don't I, that one. Well, the, you know how it is with Twitter, right? They ban you for you know it doesn't take much when you're going back and forth. Yeah, with, yeah, and they're cl- certainly clamping down more on uh, on things like this. Right. So I never I never use multiple Twitter. I have a backup Twitter account, um, so I never use two at the same time. But I think what you're referring to might be because uh, my current the, one, same account, but you changed the name, like the username. You know, that the, could be it. Okay, because you're Cause now you're I, the LOL guy now. Yeah, you know who that yeah. guy is, right? Uh, no, I'm not. Is that is that a meme? He was no. He was from the. He was at the Pulse shooting. Oh, he was in the background just laughing the entire time. Huh. You, you, if you Google so it, um, now I'll check it out. Yeah. And, so that's uh, uh, so I was interested, really interested in you know, this this idea of the duality. In a way, it seems like a bit of a, a strange leap for me into I don't know, almost like the occult or something. Is it is it something that what what, what does it mean this duality and why is why are the the perpetrators putting out this like you know opposites? Is there a purpose uh, to it or is it just symbolic? I think so. I think I think a large part is if is. They want to create uh, opposition to God's word. So oh. if you look at uh, like evolution and if you look at and, and right, you'll admit the Freemasons were involved in heliocentrism and evolution. In a, I mean, you know, the Royal Royal Society. So uh, so what I believe is that they, they believe in um, achieving a balance Right. So okay. in order to have the rich, you need to have the poor in order to have, uh, you know, in order to have uh, happiness, there needs to be misery. And they think this creates a, a balance and that's, you know, how the how the world should uh, is in like, perfect harmony. Yeah. It's in opposition, balancing things right. out. And that's and so you yeah, look, so- do you personally now look for things like that on TV when you're watching events and you try to spot that type of thing um yeah yeah in fact that's really the only reason i watch tv anymore is to yeah. <laughs> try to see you know, if i can uh, uncover you know any uh suspiciousness um but yeah. uh it's uh you know it's like and it's like with the uh you know back to the duality with the pulse you know they're taking them to the club as opposed to taking the injured away from the club huh. so you don't think that was just I don't know the the, I think that was, the crisis actors getting things wrong. You think they did it no. deliberately? Deliberately, deliberately. That's I think they did that because I think I think that they maybe feel like okay, we have to give some truth in plain sight. You know, like we have yeah. to show in order in order to uh, you know make just have them justify their actions. I think you know it's. On some weird like honor code, even though they're deceptive. It's so you, yeah. I've kind of heard before, like people say that the Illuminati or whoever have to include clues when they're doing things, almost like they're laughing in your face or just some kind of, you know, they have to yeah, have I, some truth in there. I think it's a combination of mockery and having to. I mean, that is their yeah. motto: truth hidden in plain sight. Right? I Sounds, mean that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, well, it sounds pretty back, weird to me, but uh, back to the Illuminati. Okay. Yeah, um, you know who uh, you know who started that? That was a Freemason, uh, Vice Baup or something. Vice, Vice uh, something yeah, Vice Hop or Vice yeah, Alp. yeah, yes, 
yeah, so he was a Freemason, uh-huh. and he started this, the Illuminati, but he was still in a Bavaria. Freemason. This is like in the in, 1700s, wasn't it, in the Bavaria? Late, right around the time of the uh, American Revolution, because a lot okay. of people suspect that, you know, that was a prelude to, yeah. to the Revolution and the American Revolution, since they both happened within that time span. But, um, so what I think is that, because all you hear in the Illuminati, right, in the mainstream, rappers always talk about the Illuminati in their in their lyrics. Yeah. Uh, I kind of think that in no. a way is, uh, you know, my personal view on that is that I think it's it's kind of like a joke in a way. It's like, you know, people joking about aliens and then people joke about the Illuminati and then you do the little, you know, little triangle signs and stuff, but it's... Right. It's like, okay. you know, like rockers use the, like, the the, the horn yeah. sign. Yeah, people the, think that's the devil horns, but the devil doesn't have horns, so... Yeah, but, I mean, it's just like people going, yeah, yeah, uh, right, heavy right. metal or whatever, basically. Well, it's like the 666 with Trump. Now, everybody does it. Everybody does that hand. So, the I thought that's supposed to be white power or something, isn't it? No, uh, they, they, probably, they probably manipulated it to, to think that, but... WP... Uh, yeah, that's, I don't believe that. I just, yeah. it doesn't make sense because why, if that was the case, then why is everyone using it? Right. Why is everyone using a white? If, if you say they, they're ignorant and they don't understand, well, isn't that what the media is yeah. for? Well, Correct. I think, I think it's like a, a sign language thing. Uh, yeah. it means something. It means like, uh, right. It means, I, mean, I think it's like, I love you with one hand. I think like it's cause it's, it combines all the letters, uh, I, 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 O, L, O, O, V, E into one one sign but then if you maybe do it the other way i don't know <laughs> i can't remember all the, yeah. the things but like there was obviously there was uh there was a big thing in the media where they said that the police were flashing white power signs and stuff and uh so you think this what did you say this was like uh I think it's, well it's the representation of 666 so you okay. see each digits oh, okay with- yeah yeah i see what you're saying like a six and then the two tails hmm, and i heard that one yeah uh, if you look at the gold google logo if you it's it's very similar. It has the six 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 in the circle, and then some people speculate it has the flat Earth map in the middle because it has the white the white border with the blue water inside. Right. So you you think like you know this this is obviously some kind of satanic symbolism. Um, do you think there's these these people the the Illuminati are are Satanists? Well, if you see, I don't even think the Illuminati is legitimate. I think okay. it was a cover created. It was a, it was created to provide cover for the Freemasons. So the Freemasons. The so if you would say who the ultimate power is in the world, you you say it's like a secret order of Freemasons. I'd say it's Jesuits, Vatican, Jesuits. Freemasons, somewhere in there, somewhere those three. Hmm. If you look at the if you look at all the symbols, if you look at the Vatican, they have the black and white uh, floorboard, checkerboard floor throughout yeah, the yeah. just like they have in the lodges, just like they have in the uh, Catholic cathedrals, Notre Dame, uh, Saint Paul's. Um, hmm. So that's the other thing is you can identify these symbols and you keep seeing them recur, and you're like, okay, well, is there no other design these people can come up with? Are they do they don't do they not have originality? So well, I guess checkerboard floors are a kind of a common design. Right. Checkerboard floors in uh, in cathedrals. Uh, I've been to a lot of cathedrals. Like I've been to like Notre Dame and St Paul's and places like that. I I I can't say I remember the floors. 
As I remember, well, they were mostly kind of uh, stone slabs. Maybe like at the front of the cathedral, there might have been the, the I think they call it parquetry or marquetry, the patterns on the floor. Anyway, but so you think there's this, this thread tying together Jesuits, the Vatican, and Freemasons. Yes. The Jesuits? Who, who are the Jesuits? Is that, they're, they're like just a religious order, aren't they? Like, they're the, they're, they're, well, the Jesuits founded Washington, D.C. You know John Carroll? Story. Uh, no, I don't actually. Okay, so, um, grew up in the UK, started, so uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, South sure. of American history. Well, you've been there twenty-five years. So. I know, but like, they didn't ask me that on the citizenship test. So, <laughs> well, you've heard about the uh, triumvirate of power—the three city states: Vatican, City of London, and Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. So those were all—I mean, they all have the same. They have the obelisk in front of the dome mm. building. Um, you know, the queen has to ask permission to enter the city of London. So who has the power there? You know, city of London's all banks. It's, it's, you know, there's more American banks in the city of London than there are in wall street. uh, I believe I heard. So, you know, you got the Rothschilds and I mean, Rothschilds to go back to 1700s. And so you got like, you know, you, you kind of seem like you've got this fairly good idea in your head of, you know, how the world works, or at least how the power structure works. Is this something that uh, you know, came from specific like books that you read, or or specific people like like the PK guy? Oh yeah, you know who was very instrumental was uh, Russian Vids. Russian Vids. Oh, yeah, I've I've seen Russian Vids. I didn't realize. He does a lot of there was a... but he also does the Freemasons. Um, did, and... did you uh, did you ever see the Zeitgeist movie? No, I didn't. Because, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's kind of an older 9 11 truth video, but it also contains, like, some stuff like uh, Bank of England, not Bank of England, the Federal Reserve type stuff and uh, and some religious symbolism. So I was wondering if that might be influential in your thinking. Russian vids? No, the. um, uh, no, I, I mean, I what I and since I've learned this, what I like to do is research, and I go back to, uh, I, I actually re- flip over to Flat Earth just briefly. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I kept hearing I, that Columbus. Everyone says, well, I, I remember being taught that Columbus discovered that the Earth was round. Now I went to a Catholic. I grew up as a Catholic. Um, I went to Catholic school for most of my life except for college i went to a public university and uh you know we were taught columbus discovered america columbus discovered the world was round you can look up cartoons from the 60s and 70s where everyone says columbus is nuts for thinking the world is round hmm. so you know and then they tell us well we go back 1500 years and it was proven it was around 1500 years before this time now that's a long time now if it was common knowledge that the earth was round, then why is there this so much, I don't know if it's misinformation. It's probably no, disinformation. It's, uh, it's an interesting, there's an interesting story behind that. Uh, the whole Columbus thinking the earth was flat uh, story comes down to like one guy. I think the guy who wrote Sleepy Hollow. Let me just look it up Irving. real quick. So. Irving. Oh, yeah. Irving, uh, Washington Irving? Washington Irving, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he wrote... He wrote like a history of uh, of Columbus in which he said 
that uh, Columbus thought the Earth was flat. And this was kind of like the first anybody had ever, uh, you know, written about this. And somehow it kind of caught the popular imagination. And it was this very popular work that he, he wrote. And all the misconceptions that go to the current day all date back to just this one book by Washington Irving. Like before that, no one ever thought that, you know, he thought the world was flat. And then at the time, you know, all the contemporary accounts uh, thought, you know, basically he he thought the earth was round. And the reason he was going to the West was he thought it would be a quicker way of getting to India uh, or to the Middle East so he could go around the other side of the world. But he just miscalculated the size of the world. He thought it was smaller than it but actually was. It the was. Wasn't the circumference proven by Aristophanes back in uh, 4th century BC, the 3rd century? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it was proven, but it was calculated. But yeah, I think it was that the navigation, like he didn't know where things were exactly. So he didn't know how far Mm -hmm. away China was in that direction and how far things were in that way and whether you can go up or not. So he he miscalculated how far it would be to get to uh, uh, Mm -hmm. India. That's why the West Indies are called the West Indies, because they thought it was India. That they were, okay. they were rounding up. But yeah, I heard that. Twice as far. Uh, but yeah, it was. They never thought now, it was flat. And they used celestial a, navigation, which requires the Earth to be round for it to actually work. Okay, so then what about the Phoenicians? Before they knew the Earth was round, how did they sail all the way up through the Horn of Africa over to, I think, uh, uh, the Atlantic? Well, if, the, if you're sailing around the coast, it's fairly easy. You just keep the coast in sight. Uh, that's the thing. Like okay. uh, navigation just, by boat, it's fairly straightforward if you can always see the land. So okay. trade routes would follow the coastlines, and it took a lot longer before you could actually. Well, not longer, but like it was, it was harder to lose sight of the shore. Okay, that's why you get that well, popular saying. You know, got to have the courage to lose sight of the shore because it's so difficult. Because then you have to trust the your celestial navigation and your compass and things like that. Okay, but didn't Aristotle one of one of his proofs for determining the Earth was round was seeing sail uh, sail ship sailboats sail over the horizon? Yeah, yeah. They can't land from there. No, they? I guess they, I mean they do. They do sail, and I think like in the Mediterranean, you can't see one side of the Mediterranean from the other side. So boats would you know, travel from places like Italy to Africa. I'm not sure if you can see it from Italy, maybe the south of Italy. But maybe we're kind of like getting into the details of Flat Earth. I'm interested in like how you personally kind of okay. uh, discovered the whole Flat Earth movement and how you got into it. And what, what did you first think when you heard people saying the Earth was flat? Okay, well, I bet you know my answer to that already. Well, yeah. I think everyone else does the same thing. When you first yeah, hear it, the same thing. what are these idiots talking about? I mean, that's what I thought, because at the time I was I was looking into, uh, you know, the conspiracy videos of, you know, the shootings and things like that. And I'd keep coming across Flat Earth and mm-hmm. I just would dismiss. It. I mean, I never even looked into it. I just and then you think, well, there's this stigma attached to it. Right. Why? And I remember growing up thinking, you know, in school, like. What's so funny about people thinking the Earth was flat back, you know, back then, I mean, all your senses perceive it to be flat. What, you know, it just seems like they're trying to, you know, implement some type of mind manipulation. Mm -hmm. And I see it a lot with like, now if I ask you, can you name the celebrity, some celebrities who came out as flat earthers? Uh, I remember B.O.B. And I think it was some other basketball player. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. That's all I remember. Oh, okay. maybe I'll say Tia Tequila. Okay. And what what do those three people have in common? Uh, they are all black. Yes, correct. Now, <laughs> if you wanted to make them look stupid. I'm not. Uh, don't, please don't get me wrong here. I'm not implying. I'm not racist. Of course, everyone will see they're not That's... racist. But I understand the psyche that they, that I, I think I can imagine the psyche where they say, "Well, what what are what better way to squash this than to think that some idiot like Tila Tequila knows more than physics?" You know, and she does. These people aren't flat earthers. They they're puppets. You know, they get out. They're told what to do. They're, they're told so what you, to say. You think. They chose people like Tia Tequila uh, to make it look like. I mean, it, she's a. It wasn't star. sensible. Yeah. <laughs> well, so well, right. You think like, it's because they're, it they're black, like... so that it's to appeal to white people who think that black people are stupid, and they see black people. Correct. Saying that. Correct. Uh, hmm. I say it does sound rather racist. It's, well, uh, is it racist? Does it actually work? Is it understanding of how these people operate? I mean, if, mm. if you you know if you want to analyze something and get to the truth, you have to you know you basically have to accept that you're going to be called all sorts of names. I mean, if you if you question the Holocaust, you're immediately an anti-Semite, right? I mean, yeah. that's the way. It, yeah. um, There's certain things so, that like Keel uh, O'Neill was the only one who came out saying it was flat. I think he was just joking there, Shaquille O'Neal. Well, he's a Freemason, so was he joking or was he giving some truth in plain sight? Yeah, that's hard to say. So everything <laughs> must be rather suspicious if you're uh, uh, of a suspicious mind. So, so like, so you started out uh, being like you, you thought it was stupid, the flat Earth thing, and then you thought there's some kind of mind control thing going well, on. Well, no, no, I, I moved ahead there. Okay, okay. Uh, first, before I looked into it, I thought it was stupid. Can anyone question that, you know? Yeah. And I don't have a science background. Um, you know, I mean, I have a, a Bachelor of Science, but it's not, it's in international relations. So I don't have a hard science background. In fact, I've learned more about physics studying flat Earth than yeah. I ever did. In, it's, in, a, in, it's quite in, educational. Right, it is. And so, so that's the other thing. How many people do you think who aren't science, uh, who don't have a background in science, would understand all these concepts i mean like you know they'll be the first to say oh you're an idiot you believe in flat earth and i ask them okay how many planets are estimated in the universe 24 septillion that's 24 zeros next to it okay mm -hmm. how far away is uh you know how many miles away is the sun you think the average individual will know these answers i don't i don't believe so no no probably I just not don't. not yes. unless you look into it yeah it's not the type of thing that people are interested in so, so i think like, there's people like you and who are, I would say, I would put that at like the top 5%, people who really understand physics and cosmology, things like that. Nerds, basically. The other, the other no, not nerd, no. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a <laughs> reasonable label, I think. It, I, I actually used to uh, think, you know, you were like this controlled opposition and, you know, because you go on yeah, the joke. I get that a lot. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, but he's such a nice guy. But maybe that's <laughs> the angle, you know, that they, they, that's part of the plan. I know it's, right. uh, yeah. You've got like Alex Jones on one end, who's the belligerent, you know, you know, in your face, making conspiracy theorists look idiot. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, they have every, 
every section covered. You know, I don't think it's nothing will ever happen. I don't think even if it's true, it might not be true. Who knows? Who knows? But I just think that, you know, this it's you know, the matrix has been so established over time in place and right. with programming you know, television, it's just it's so like there's nothing. People think flat earth is gonna you know, is gonna eventually become mainstream. It's not. It's not. Yeah, I think it is. Well, and the other thing, why don't the why don't flat, think, so. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so well, that's not even my. You know, to be honest, I wouldn't. To be technically correct, I'm not a flat earther. Mm-hmm. I just reject the ball earth theory. And here's yeah, why. No, I can kind of see like it, it's like you're more about questioning stuff than pushing and a particular point plain. of view. Right. I mean, I'll, for all intents and purposes, I'll be known as a flat earther and top just because. It's kind of the same thing. I don't believe space. I, I I don't believe space has been proven to you know how many people have been in space in the world point one one point zero 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 one percent of the population. I mean, well, you better be careful if you ever meet Buzz Aldrin. You <laughs> well, Buzz, yeah. What uh, I think that that was actually all a uh, all, all staged. But don't yeah. you think everything is staged? What What do you well, think how, is? How did this? How would he get access to all these? Wouldn't the first guy who encountered him tell everyone else, "Oh, watch out for this guy! Don't you know? Don't." I think he was punked. I think he. The, what was his name? Uh, that guy who Sib- who Sib- got Sib- punched Sib- by Sib- Buzz. Yeah, who got punched by? Yeah, Buzz. he wrote the. He did a documentary called "The Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon." Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I, don't, I think the, the astronauts didn't know about this. I think it was a joke played on them by yeah. whomever, where they send them. Because some of it looks authentic from these uh, astronauts. They're really angry, right? Now, why would you be angry? Like, okay, so some one person doesn't believe you. I mean, how many people today don't believe them, right? Thousands. Yeah. Well, if you watch the full tape with, of that guy's encounter with Buzz, uh, you know, Buzz just starts just ignoring him. But I think he just like bugged him so much. And then, yeah, the guy, Siebel, or whatever his name is, was like getting him in his face and calling him a liar. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so Bart, Bart Sabel, Sabel, Sabel. And then he goes on all these, he gets interviewed, you know, by all these news, you know, he does these live interviews. And why would they, you know, if this guy is such a jerk, you know, treating the astronauts this way, why are they giving him a platform? Yeah, well, I guess uh, that's the news. They like they like talking to people. Uh, that's uh, interesting stuff. But like, can I get back to to flat Earth? Like, you say you're not technically a flat Earth person. Okay, here's here's my here's my number one anti spherical Earth proof, uh-huh. for lack of a better term. And I think we touched on it yesterday on Twitter. So Aristotle proof that he uh, Earth is round one of them anyways was that ships were sailing past the horizon right, right. that's not okay so now today we have you know high high zoom lens mm-hmm. high zoom capability uh cameras telescopes yeah. now the unaided eye when it sees a ship disappear is that necessarily assume it's going over the horizon or is it just that our eyes have a limited capacity yeah. to see an object small? No, I hear, I hear this argument a lot. Like, and it's true. Like when a, sh- a ship sails away far enough, it will disappear because it's just simply so small that you can't see it. And okay. uh, sometimes when you zoom in on things, you can then see them again because they are now large enough to see. 
But the situations where a ship, like a large ship, has gone beyond the horizon and half of it is below the horizon and half of it is above the horizon. And no matter how much you zoom in, you can't actually bring that bottom half back into view. So there's like two two separate things going on here. There's the fact that, you know, things get, that are very, very small in the distance and so they're hard to see. And then when you zoom in them, it's easier to see them. And then there's things that are actually hidden, like something is half hidden behind something. You can't, you know, if I zoom, you zoom in on my hand, like I move my hand closer to the camera, it doesn't actually make the bit of the hand that is hidden visible. Uh, hidden so hand. I, <laughs> see, what uh -oh. you, see what you did there, Mick. I know, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> I've got to be careful what I do. I better, I better not put one hand over one eye or something like that. Right. Well, okay, I, I, I get that. Okay, but this is my main point here. This is a proof, right, that the Earth, Aristotle, the, the Earth was it's, round. Yeah, it's a proof that the ocean is curved at least nearby, which, you know, okay. if you take into the general case, it's curved everywhere, which means that the Earth is round. But today we know that it could have just been that he didn't see it go over the curve. He just ran out of ice. You know, it could, but we can now go out and have a look and we can see boats go over the curve. Like I've done it myself. Right. I've seen like oil tankers where the bottom half of the oil tanker is missing and I've got I've got a P900 I've got like uh, right here I have a Nikon P900 which is the the flat earther camera and it uh, zooms <laughs> zooms <laughs> in like uh, an incredibly large amount uh so I can zoom in on these boats and I can see that the bottom of the boat stays behind the horizon so we don't have to like you know go back and think what uh Aristotle saw or did not see Would that be due to uh the uh, not the atmosphere, but uh, you know the water, you know, and all the distortion from you know. No, because you can you can see a fairly clear cutoff point. Yeah, especially when you're down on the beach. If you're down on the beach, the the ocean uh, is the horizon's fairly close because the lower down you get, the closer the horizon is because you can't see as far, and so the actual line of the horizon becomes very very clear. Okay. Um, and uh, you can see that it's just basically the boat is be behind this horizon. Mm -hmm. And that, that's another thing that's very suspicious is you have this flat, it just cuts off. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say flat. I mean, but it, it's, <laughs> no, it is, it is flat. It is flat. That's the thing that confuses and, people, and I, I think, with the horizon. If the boat's sticking to the water that's already curved outward, why yeah. isn't it inverted? You know, I know about that the degree is such a small degree, you wouldn't notice it. But some of these, it's just how is it straight up when the base is basically on the side here? It just, it's illogical to me. Yeah, I think you have to draw me a diagram of that. Like you're thinking like a boat should be tilted over if it gets further away? Well, if you're saying this, the, the horizon is, that's the cutoff, right? That's yeah. everything behind there we can't see because the earth is completely dipped away. It's not completely. It's it's very very gradually dripped away. So but the, yeah, and, but where it actually becomes no longer yeah, that's, visible. That's not like a hard line or anything though. That's just the edge that but you can see. Looking at it, okay. Well, we're looking at the horizon. We always blurred, see yeah. sharp hard line. Uh, yeah, more or less. Yeah, right. So I've got, so, a, got a globe. You can kind of like do this yourself if you have a globe. Like you just close one eye and move your eye really, really close to the globe, which I'm doing right now. It looks kind of silly. And you can kind of see that the horizon kind of flattens out. 
Uh, and you know you can't obviously get your eye down to the the level that you would have to be. You have to be actually touching the surface of the globe to be uh, to, to to scale. But you can kind of like see that what you're seeing isn't as you get closer. You're not seeing the whole globe. You're just seeing basically something that's limited to a circle around around the globe. So if if I'm like say you're a thousand feet up in the air, when I look out, there's going to be a, a point beyond which I can't see on the globe. And that's the horizon. It's essentially it's a circle. It's a flat circle, like however far away it is for a thousand feet. I don't know, like uh, like ten miles or something. Let's say it's off the top of my head. Uh, and it doesn't mean you can't see anything beyond that. You can see anything that was tall enough to poke over the horizon, which is why you can see ships. Uh, the bottom of the ship is hidden beyond the horizon. The top of the ship is is visible. And no matter how much you zoom in, that doesn't actually change. Uh, there's lots of complications with it. With like uh, uh, the weather and refraction and stuff like that, but like there is, there's some very very clear cut examples where you see uh, islands. Like where are you, where where are you based roughly? Are oh, you in you're in Boston still? Michigan. No, yeah, I moved to Michigan. Okay. I'm originally from Michigan. So like you probably got like uh, access to uh, what the one of the lakes there. I can't remember which lake you'd be close to. Oh, the Great Lakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, about. Lake Erie is the closest. <clears throat> In fact, actually, I was going to do a an experiment because yeah. there are some uh, there's some wind turbines in Canada. Well, if you know, like Detroit borders Canada, so right. you go along the Detroit River, which leads into uh, Lake Erie, Lake St. Clair. Um, as you're going right along, called Gross Point, Michigan, one of the very probably the most affluent city in, in Michigan, um, and it sits right on the Detroit River, and I should not be able to see. I mean, I could see them almost in their entirety, and so I came to went back to Google to Google Maps, and mm -hmm. um, but anyways, yeah, um, no, I, rec I recommend people do experiments like that. Uh, it's 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 sometimes difficult to get the right situation because sometimes they're, like, they're not far enough for it to make a real difference, or sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate, and you have to go back a couple of times. But I do recommend things like that. And wind turbines are pretty good because they're often they're spaced out. So you see one nearby wind turbine that's only got a bit obscure. Then there's a further away one, which is a bit further down the slope of the earth. Yeah, so give it a go. So Okay. Anyway, um, I, didn't finish, I didn't finish giving you my... Okay, uh, yeah. It was partway there. And it has to do with, with the ship over the horizon, right? Right. So now, okay, so the ship goes over the horizon. You're out, you're looking east, right? You're looking, let's say you're on the east coast and, and you're looking east, okay. you know, okay? Now, and you see it go over the horizon, it's traveling directly away from you. So it's traveling east, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So now it goes completely over. It's basically like a hill, right? I know it's not a hill. It's elevation. It's, it's a yeah, little it's different. Just, yeah. For all intents and purposes, it's you know, it's it's curved, right? This curve has a curve down and curves up, right? Mm. So now if that boat did a 180 and came back to shore, how is it not going up instead of continually down like the model state? From the perspective of the no, person on the boat. Yeah, no, it, well, you know, if you, but let's say you take a video of that boat sailing over and disappearing, and then you play that video in reverse, that's going to be exactly the same thing that's happening. So I don't really right. see the problem. You think it's going uphill coming back? Yeah, of course. But I mean, you're saying the, it's curving down, it's curving right. down, right? 
it's not curving down because there isn't down uh, on the globe down is always towards the center of the globe so over here at the top of the globe is down you know and the equator down is like that and the bottom down is mm -hmm. like that so when a boat is sailing on the surface it's essentially sailing on what seems to it to be a flat surface because as it sails along what is down is changing as it gets further and further. Now, from what you're talking about, you're talking about the tiny little bits of it, which will look almost essentially flat. It won't really look like a, uh, whether it's up or down from the boat's perspective. So when a boat sails in any direction, it's not going up or down. It's staying at the same altitude. But altitude on the globe is relative to the center of the Earth, essentially, to the surface of the Earth, but really to the center. And so it's always staying at the same height, the ocean isn't going up or down. It's not. There's no hill on the ocean, so it just basically sails out flat and it sails back flat. And there's no. Now, if, if you ask ten people, ten random people off the street, you know, say go to a college, go to you know somewhere where educated people are, but not uh -huh. a science background. Right. If you explain that to them, you say, okay, this boat is sailing over the horizon. It gets lower and lower, implying it's going downward. Can't say down because down is their speed, so it's downward acceptable. No, it's the it's, it's that's the thing is that you're using the word down. You're saying going down over the curve, but it isn't it isn't really down. It's, uh, it's I think that it's, just using the use of language here confuses it. It's it's sailing east, but it's not going higher or lower. Work uh, much better on a flat Earth. <laughs> it's a lot simpler on a flat Earth. That's why we use flat Earth uh, math in uh, in video games. Because it's a lot okay. simpler. It's okay. just, uh, okay. you know, Y is the same rather than Y goes around or X or Z, whichever axis you use for up. Okay, but now now there's a way to measure it, though, right? Uh, to measure what? The curvature of the Earth? Measure the, to measure what the, elevate, what the uh, elevation of the o o ocean's water is. Well, the thing is, like, Each. the yeah, the measurements are generally done relative to sea level. Uh, so you, you're saying how high things are relative to sea level. So if you're on the sea, you're just at sea level. You're at zero feet, you know, no matter where you are. There are actually okay. some variations to do with like the, the composition of the Earth because the gravity is like you know very dense areas of the Earth and slightly less. But it doesn't account for very much. But basically, when you're on the ocean, you're at sea level. It doesn't matter which direction you go. You're always at zero feet. You're always at sea level. You're not going up a hill. You're not going down a hill. You're just going around a surface which is curved. Okay, now how about a lake? Is a lake different? is exactly the same. It's just at a bit of a higher altitude. So the curvature is slight, very, very slightly less because it's a bit higher up. So it, it's a bit, uh, you know, the, 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 the angle of the, the amount of curvature per foot is very, very slightly less, but not, not something you could actually measure. But essentially the same thing. Okay, so you don't think it can be measured, right? Uh, well, the... The difference in the curvature of a of a lake versus the curvature of the sea probably not because no, 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 no. it's Sorry, uh, very very different. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not it's not very much. No, I'm saying measure on a lake how how many feet or inches the uh, boat is yeah. curved away, right? So you're taking yeah, yeah. the right. No, you can you can actually so you do that. A laser, if you do a laser, you take a laser. Yeah. You stick it on the beach of a lake, and then you send a boat out, and uh, the laser is going to hit the top of a boat. 
Okay. Yeah, right. that's not. It's not a very good test. I mean, another test you're referring to, uh, and it was one done by uh, what was his name, uh, Stephen Hawkins' TV show, and it's it's not a very good test because lasers that go close to the surface of the ocean tend to get refracted because of the temperature differences. Uh, so it's not very accurate. You can kind of demonstrate the principle, but it's not very accurate. A better thing to do is to use something that's very very large, like uh, the Sears Tower, the Willis Tower, for example look at that from far enough away from a certain altitude if you know what your altitude is you know how big the Sears Tower is you see where the horizon cuts it off and you can get from that a reasonable estimate of uh, uh, the curvature of that lake and even better is to use mountains my, my favorite one is Catalina Island off the coast of, uh, of Los Angeles so that's like 35 miles away it's mountain is about I think it's like 1800 feet high 1600 feet high and you look at it and about half of it is missing from 35 miles away. And you can you can do the math backwards and calculate what the radius of the Earth is uh, based on that. But it's, it's, it's tricky to do with things like lasers and boats It's because of refraction. Okay, so you say it's not accurate, but it's me. It, I don't think it doesn't have to be 100 percent accurate. Let's say it's uh, allowed. Well, sometimes it's 100 percent wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, OK, because yeah, uh, you've seen like, you know, a mirage on a hot road. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you, sometimes you look, you're looking down at the road and you're seeing the sky. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how wrong a laser test can be. You could be looking down at a road and seeing the sky. Same thing a lake. You could be looking down to the lake and seeing uh, something in the sky, or you could be looking straight ahead and seeing something that's down or straight ahead and seeing something that's up. So you need to kind of get above the areas where you have all these problems with refraction. It's It's quite doable as well. It's not like... It's not like we're cheating here. We're using much bigger and more accurate measurements that are less fiddly uh, to demonstrate things. Uh, so it's, it's certainly something that's doable. And you know, if you can find large objects on the other side of uh, your lake, you said like Lake, lake Erie you're at? Lake Erie, um, yeah, that's the closest yeah. great lake. Lake St. Clair is a large lake, which is a little closer but yeah no. ideally like you want a big lake that's got like uh like 30 or 40 miles and if it has a mountain on the other side that is that is perfect uh but okay. uh, yeah the, the bigger things and the longer distance that you can do the better and don't don't be too close to the water yourself because then you get the refraction effects like start like 20 feet up or something like that give it a go okay. i'll be interested to see see what, what results you come up with how can but, i borrow you uh, uh the, the, you can probably find a cheap one on on yeah. ebay nowadays yeah. um but back to back to this experiment because yeah. <clears throat> even though you say it's not accurate okay well okay but for for my purposes it doesn't need to be accurate so they said that the the laser was set up three feet above yeah. the surface of the water right and it and... hit the boat at six feet above the surface of the water yeah so now you say that's not accurate now would it be accurate if if i allowed for uh you know well i think you know i think that the the results they got were actually the results that would be predicted but i i don't i think that's either by luck or they kind of fudged the results to make it uh to make it work because uh it's very difficult to get a laser one to be level uh, at that distance and two to not be affected by refraction 
So, uh, you know, I wouldn't put much isn't stock. There a, isn't there an accepted allowance for refraction, like a percentage? No, uh, there is like a, a general rule of thumb that you can use is that in, with the calculations, you add like basically 15% uh, to uh, the amount that the height of something uh, because okay. things get raised up by refraction. They get visually raised okay, up. So let's Let's say twenty percent. Okay. But that's, that that changes a lot. Sometimes it could be negative fifteen percent, or sometimes it could be forty percent. So you see, there's this huge range of things that are very very close to the water uh, that it makes it very very difficult to uh, to actually get anywhere with it. But you'll you'll admit a laser is level, right? I mean, even though it might not no. be. No, <laughs> uh, I, I unfortunately if it's, not. If it's positioned, if it's positioned correctly, yeah. No, if, gun if is you positioned, if you look in at theory, that, maybe, in theory, it's actually tilted down. It's on a, some rocks. Yeah. It was so pathetic. But so, anyways, no, in, here's my point. In theory, I think oh. like the laser thing, it, it makes sense. But in in reality, the practical problems with lasers are that they get bent by the atmosphere. And if you're doing it over water, which is the only way to get like accurate readings, like relative to some altitude, uh, you're going to get the laser going up and down because of the temperature differences. So, like I said, I, you, you shouldn't really, you know, sure do laser tests if you want, but you're not going to get anything good out of them. You're much better off using mountains uh, because they demonstrate the effect a lot more clearly. Okay, so now let's assume. Let's just assume for argument's sake that this laser is is level, okay? Uh -huh. It's hitting the boat. Now, it's at the boat, it's it's six feet above the surface of the water. And okay. sure, it's through. So that implies that its surface of the earth is curving down, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now what would the measurements be from the boat to the shore? Uh, it would be the same thing if you could do such it's a thing same. as get the, the level... Uh, level okay. on the boat. So the same thing. So that shows that from the point of view of the people on the boat, Earth curving in its opposite direction. Well, you could you could argue that's about anything. Like uh, if you're on a if you're on a ball, if it goes this way, then if you're over here, then it goes this way. It's the opposite direction. It's the same right. same and thing. Right, and you're it, right. But it's going because it it feels flat, no matter which way you're going, it doesn't make any difference. But you just said it on a boat on on water, it's like sea is all level. It's all oh yeah, level. but level level. Uh, this is kind of a misconception. Sorry, misconception yeah, yeah, no, people no, no. have is that level doesn't doesn't mean completely flat. Level means relative right. to the the surface of the water, the surface of the ocean. Right, right. But so I sea level that. is a curve. It's not a flat surface. Sea level is a curve, which I know it sounds bad. And people are like, oh, level can't be a curve. It's level. Level means flat. But it doesn't. Like level uh, in surveying means basically sea level, the, the surface of the ocean. Right. So because everything is clear. level when you're on the ocean, it doesn't matter which way you go. There's no up and there's no down. You're just going along the level and it feels like you're going along a flat surface. You, you kind of think like, say you're in, you know, you've seen like space films. Say you've got like a really small asteroid like that's perfectly spherical and gravity is pulling you in or some, some magical force is pulling you in towards the middle of this, 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 this ball and you're walking on the surface of this ball. It will feel like from where you're standing, you're on the top of a ball 
and everything looks like it's down. But when you walk, it doesn't make any difference which way you walk. When you get to a new position, you still feel like you're on the top of the ball and everywhere you walk, you just walk in that direction. It doesn't, there's no up or down on the surface of the earth, on, on the surface of the ocean. So you can't say you're going one de- way, you're going down over the surface and the next way you're coming back up. Everything looks down from every position on a ball. But that, that's what I'm saying. If everything looks down and we just determine these measurements where at the boat, it's six feet above the surface of the water. At shore, mm-hmm. it's only three feet. That's not down. They're not looking down. It is. It, but then you've got your, your start position is different. Uh, where the end of the line is, where the laser hits the boat, but you're six feet above the water, the and then the, that line is looking down. So if you if you do two two things that are symmetrical, you get two lasers, one on the boat and one on the shore. Put them both at three feet, and you point one at the boat and one back at the shore. And they're both level that's relative. That's what I want to see. They I will don't both hit. Well, because <laughs> you can't put a laser on a moving boat is the reason they didn't do that. Um, you know, going like this. Well, I mean, you can do it over. You can do it over land. It'd be you could do it over land. You could do it over land, but again, like you know, it, it wouldn't tell you very much because of the refraction. But you can do these kind of this it's, it's a reciprocal thing is what they call it. And there's something you could look up uh, like later. There's a thing called reciprocal leveling, which does essentially what you're talking about here. Uh, leveling is making sure everything is level, meaning it's the same. You know, if you're on a road that's a hundred miles long. Uh, it needs to be level, which isn't flat, it's slightly curved. But they they take all these measurements to make the road be level so there's no there's no steep ups or downs in the road. And they, they use a thing called reciprocal leveling, where they they take a site in one direction and then they take a site in the other direction. And then that actually cancels out the curvature of the earth because they can use that plus that. I'm not sure if the exact the math off the top of my head. But they do actually do what you're talking about. They, they're looking both directions, and then they can find where the actual level is based on that. It corrects automatically for the curvature of the Earth and for refraction. So anyway, kind of getting into very obscure details here. And we have been talking for over an hour. So uh, is there anything that you'd really want to talk about that so we haven't really covered yet? Yeah, I have this one. I have one video on my YouTube channel, and I took it right outside of my office here. Mm-hmm. And it's this, uh, it looks like a rocket took off. And there's no way that's contrails. And yeah. the aim, in, fact, in fact, what's great about this video is that you can see another plane just above that, just the tiniest, tiniest right. trip. So a, re- a legitimate one. I don't think they're poisoning people. I don't think, you know, barium, aluminum, all this stuff. Because for that to be true, then uh, the elite would be affected as well. So I think it's more about geoengineering of the weather. Right. Uh, and I've seen some days here where you just you look up in the skies, you see all the contrails, and then you just see these weird clouds. And then when you don't see any contrails, you won't see any, you know. It's just, it's just something, unless you really, you know, I think most people don't bother to look up at the sky and, and notice these things. Um, so the one you said that looked like a rocket... Uh, yeah, you said that you saw some that looked oh, like this, yeah, and you saw one that looked, looked like a rocket that was going straight up or straight down. Well, it was at an angle. I mean, right? Was, okay, but like a very, was, very it steep. Low, it was at a steep. very low elevation. It started at a very low elevation. Like very, so close to the horizon. 
Uh, well, no, it was just, uh, I mean, it was real, literally right out. I'll DM it to you if you'd like. Right, no, I'd like to see it. But, you know, like, consider that what it might have been is just a plane that was flying directly towards you. Uh, so if a plane is flying towards you, the trail is going to look like it's going straight up. Even but it wouldn't, just... flying, it, it wouldn't be flying towards me because it would be... Well, it, it's six <laughs> miles above you. Your planes are about six miles above mm-hmm. you, six or seven miles above you. So you're looking up at something that's like six miles up and maybe, say, 20 or 30 miles away, and it's flying in a, a path that would take it roughly over your head. You've got to think about what that would look like. In a, well, like, like if you look at, uh, uh, well, a good example is the, the ceiling tiles above you. Like the ceiling tiles that go left to right... They look like they're horizontal, but in the image that I'm looking at you right now, I see a ceiling tile, and it looks like it's coming out of the top of your head and going straight up. Right, yeah. And that's, that's essentially what you're seeing with these, these contrails, except they're a lot further away, so you get even less kind of perspective cues. Yeah, but this, you'll have to see this one. This one I, I, will, I, will, I will certainly I will look at it, and we will discuss it. It's clearly at a lower elevation, because you can in the same uh, video, you can see mm-hmm. another much higher elevation well now I mean, if i'm wrong but isn't the yeah. higher elevation colder and that's the it reason? is it is but i think people often make the mistake of thinking if something is closer to the horizon that means that it is uh uh that it, it's higher but if you look at you know what i'm pointing at right now i've got uh this pen can you see that pen in the mm-hmm. video and behind it i've got a map of the wo- map of the world mm-hmm uh, and in the image you're looking at now, I'm holding the pen up, and it's a lot closer to the camera than the map of the world, and the pen is above uh, the map of the world. So you would think that that map of the world is actually lower than this pen. But it isn't, because if I go across the room, holding the pen at the same height, it's actually here. Yeah, it's just okay. the, the perspective makes it look like it's higher when it's actually a lot lower. And if you get... Like here, it looks like it's like higher than everything in the room when it's actually lower. So just because something that. is close to the horizon doesn't mean it's actually lower. Right, I get that, but um, but the, but you have the indicator of the trails, the, the whatever contrails. Yeah, I guess I'll have to look at your uh, I'll have to look at your video and uh, <laughs> uh, figure out what's going on. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Jeff, yeah, I don't I don't believe in uh, you know the people. You don't believe in poisoning. Talking. You think it's you know. geoengineering? No, that's a common belief uh, that, that people have. I, I don't think. I think it's chem- contrails. I don't think that geoengineering is happening. I actually talked to uh, David Keith. Uh, you know, he's a famous geoengineering researcher, and I had him on my podcast like a couple of months ago, and we discussed it. And he basically says that he doesn't know of any any geoengineering research that has proceeded even to the practical experiment stage. They just don't know how to do it. Uh, and they don't read. You know. There's, uh, I mean, it's Disney, but there's old Disney documentaries you see yeah. from the 60s where they talk about geoengineering the weather. Future, yeah. yeah. I mean, is well, that, is but that, they talk about uh, <laughs> they talk about flying to other galaxies as well. But we're not doing that either. This is probably something that will happen in the future. There will there will be geoengineering at some point in the next, you know hundreds of years if society manages to survive but uh, right now I've, I've talked to the the top geoengineering researcher and he's he's not aware of course he could be lying he could be influenced by the uh uh whoever the uh, triumvirate <laughs> but uh 
try and oh, uh, so I just want to ask you something like what what do you think of people like me who debunk conspiracy theories um well you specifically um you know you're a good guy so um if you didn't have people like us, you wouldn't have a livelihood right now. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a game programmer, so you could obviously yeah, go I'm back retired, to that. So I don't. So uh... you know, I think there's a balance between people who mm. you know you got to You can't insult them too much because without you know, can't bite the hand that feeds you, so to speak. Well, um, no, but <laughs> I wouldn't say you're feeding fight. me. <laughs> uh, but well, anyway, yeah, well, I see what you, I see what you're saying. Like it's, uh, but like, do you think, think that there is? Do. A lot of people I debate, they right. that's all they say. You're dumb. You're an idiot. You know, as they're spelling words wrong. Like, yeah, no, I, I saw you like on Twitter. There was some guy who was uh, uh, having a problem with you. You know, because you and I like we completely disagree on. Mm. Yeah, a vast number of topics, and I'm sure that if we got into more details of things, we would probably disagree on on other things. I'm sure we disagree on, yeah, the Holocaust and things like that. Uh, Politics, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. We, I think, I think it's still valuable to have a conversation with people, even if you completely disagree with them. It doesn't. I'm not trying to validate your positions because I think I think they're wrong, but I think it's important to understand why you believe what you do and for me to kind of explain to you like why I do what I do and uh you know try to get past this name calling thing and try to have some kind of resolution rather than just fighting well you know that that's the other thing I see about society is that it's all based on you know it's all engineered to be competition provided Mm. I mean what does competition do other than breed contempt right I mean so, yeah, maybe Democrats, we need to. First uh, Republicans, uh, you know. Yeah, Miami. maybe that's what we should be fighting against. <laughs> this division in society. Uh, yeah, it's obviously very quite a problem now with the uh, with politics, right. like uh, Back, people being. Trump. I mean, go look yeah. up Trump's IMDb. Page. Yeah, he's been in hundreds of uh, TV shows, and I'm not talking about The Apprentice. You know, right? How yeah, like the old real- stuff. How does a real estate developer all of a sudden become this celebrity? You know, it's just. You think, you, he look was, at the program. you think he was like groomed? Oh, yes. Yeah. Top, there's an article I saw, and I don't want to get too much into this because not. I think people are quick, especially conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, are quick to blame the Jews. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the face of this. Like, I think the Jesuits. They, <laughs> They like money, and they put them in these power where they look like you know they're the ones at fault. So the real culprits are. So, you, know, you would say the Jews are the patsies set up by the Jesuits, oh, willing patsies, you know? Mm. Yeah, um, because if you look at <laughs> he was eight. Here's an article by Jewish Insider: eighteen of the top twenty Manhattan real estate developers are Jewish. Right. Now there's two that aren't: Trump, some other guy. Trump's number four in mm. wealth. You know, how does so, someone have six million dollars hawk steak and wine? That, that makes no sense to me. So I don't believe he has that kind of wealth to begin with. But uh, so yeah. so he's in he's put in here. You, you have that locked down. It doesn't matter what group. it could be Christians. It could be, you know, it could be any race. There's going to be an inherent bias when you have that much control of it. 
Well, that's a uh, very interesting perspective, and uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to end it there because it's uh, <laughs> you know we we could we keep on talking for hours because there's so many yeah. different topics we could talk about. Uh, yeah, I do. You know, like I say, I do disagree with what you're saying, but you know, you're still you're still a person, and uh, I think it's good to be able to make a connection with people because uh, you know you can always find some common ground with people. So yeah, so thank you thank I you very much for for coming on. You are inviting me to come on your show. So. All right. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, thank you.